ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode three of the squash match. Just finished watching Super Bowl 55 and Tom Brady, a.k.a. the GOAT, puts it away for his seventh Super Bowl, which obviously cements his place probably on the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks in NFL history. But we're not here to talk about the NFL Mount Rushmore's because that's not what you're here for. This is a wrestling centric podcast. Sure. We'll talk about other things from time to time, but I thought, what the hell on my commute home, let's talk my Mount Rushmore's. And again, these are subjective Mount Rushmore's. This is just my personal four favorite men and women that I just enjoy in professional wrestling. I understand that everybody, you know, has a difference of opinion on this. And again, just my opinions, just my thoughts. My four are different than your four. Your four, you should let me know in the comment section of wherever you uh, happen to catch this podcast. Uh, And again, these are just personal favorites. This isn't like, it's not championship based. It's not draw-based, it's not, it's just the four men and women that I just, when they're on the screen, or were on the screen, drew my attention, and I just fell in love with. So let's get started. For the men, we'll start with the men's Mount Rushmore. For my first of the four, CM Punk. CM Punk, for better or for worse, was different. He was unique. He got me back into the sport of professional wrestling after I had stayed paid attention, but not like fully dived in and had to be week to week and, you know, just fully engrossed in it. CM Punk made that happen for me. And when he was on the screen, I had to hear what he had to say. We all know about the infamous pipe bomb. So he's one. And again, these aren't in any particular order, but if I had to pick an all-time favorite, it's probably CM Punk. So that's just me. That's who I am. Number two on my Mount Rushmore would be Mick Foley. Cactus Jack, dude love Mick Foley, all of them. I just, when I was a kid, Mick Foley stood out to me so much. He was this unique individual. He could play comedy, crazy, serious, all these roles so very well. And I, at that point in my life, I thought hardcore stuff was cool. I was like, wow, this dude is jumping off of cells. He's taking chair shots to the head. He's got a broken hardcore title. I remember I got so excited for Christmas one year. I got his book and it was like the coolest thing. So for me, Mick Foley is one of those first wrestlers that I fell in love with growing up and watching the sport. Number three, Chris Jericho. Y2J, Le Champion. Not only is his longevity impressive, his ability to reinvent himself and stay relevant and not do the same gimmick for the past 30 years is uber impressive to me and he is hella fun to watch he's exciting 
I just I can't say enough about him. I know he's people have differences of opinion. He said some crazy things about, you know, COVID over the past few months that rubs some people the wrong way. But just in terms of his in-ring work, he's phenomenal. He ke- he keeps me interested even to this day because I want to see what he's going to do next. And I haven't seen anybody that can get over catchphrases the way he can get over catchphrases. So for me, it's Chris Jericho. Now, number four is tough. Because I love Ric Flair. Because, I mean, he's styling, he's profiling, he's jet. And he's great, but he was a little bit before my time. So it was it's tough to leave Flair off for me just because watching him back now as I'm older and have access to, you know, network matches and stuff, you can really kind of understand the brilliance of him. But if I had to pick a fourth, it's got to be Stone Cold Steve Austin. And again, these aren't these aren't in order, so you know, you can rank my four however you would choose. But Stone Cold, I mean, who the hell didn't want to be Stone Cold during the Attitude Era, right? Flipping off your bosses, chugging beers, giving stunners to the McMahons. Just anything that man did was gold. I mean, he's one of the few wrestlers that stays relevant for an entire year while he was out with a neck injury. Was it a year? It feels like a year. Again, for the regular listeners, they know that I do this in my car. So I don't have stats in front of me. I just talk off the top of my head. But, you know, he stayed relevant just cutting promos. And, I mean, he got over the word what, which could be annoying at times during live events. But, hey, that's neither here nor there. He got over the word what. How many wrestlers can you say could do something like that? Not many. It takes a lot. So, for me, Stone Cold Steve Austin, one of the goats. My Mount Rushmore. Again, for the men, it's CM Punk, Chris Jericho, Mick Foley. And Stone Cold, slightly, if I could do like a 4A, 4B, or just have a, like a, you know, a fifth spot on a Mount Rushmore, which we'll stick it to the four, because that's how many people are on the Mount Rushmore, it's it's Stone Cold over Flair for me. It's close. <clears throat> Tell me what you think. Drop a comment again. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Um. Let us know. Let me know what you think at Wrestling Plug Inc. Um, let's move it on to the women's side. The women's side, it's it's tough. It was tougher. It was a tougher list to come up with because the women's wrestling evolution was just a little different. And so I was trying to think like, how do I play this? Because there's so many talented women now that I honestly believe like the four horsewomen are probably, if you were to put them in a top five list or top four list and said that these were the top four women of all time, I would have a tough time arguing with you because I think that they're so talented. And of course, I'm talking Becky Lynch, um, Charlotte Flair. Uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks. I think you can do no wrong if you put any four of them in your top five or on your Mount Rushmore or any combination of the four. I can't say that you're wrong. But I've been watching wrestling for, you know, a little bit longer than that. So I definitely 
am going a little old school with my first one, and she would be my number one, and I believe she is arguably prob one of the all-time greats in terms of professional women's wrestling, and it's China. She was the first, like, woman wrestler that I was like, damn, she's fantastic. She was wrestling the guys. She had a, if I'm not mistaken, she was the number one contender for the WWF at the time world championship. And I'm not talking women's championship. I'm talking the men's title. And that is unheard of. I can't imagine that, you know, I, I could imagine it now. I could see sh- maybe a Charlotte Flair getting that kind of an opportunity some at some point. But there was a long stretch there where you're telling me you, you're not going to see that. You'll never see. You wouldn't see Nikki Bella taking on, you know, John Cena for the world title, which that would be kind of funny to see considering that they broke up, yada, yada, yada. Anyway, China. I don't think she gets enough credit. I think that the WWE putting her in the Hall of Fame was a step in the correct direction, even though I feel like she should get a solo spot. It shouldn't have been with DX. It should be that that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. We're talking Mount Rushmore today. Don't get me all fired up. I'm sipping on that pomegranate sparkling water. You guys know how I love my sparkling water. But anyway, number two for me is AJ Lee. Ironically enough, CM Punk's wife. But at the time, it wasn't because she was Punk's wife or anything. Again, it was just she was different. I'm drawn to different. When it comes to wrestling, I like to see different, unique approaches that go against the grain. And she was the anti-diva type. She came out. She did her different thing. She skipped around. You could always tell, like, at any moment, she could pop off on somebody or snap or loose screw. And she was just so entertaining. And I just felt like everything she did made me want to watch. I wanted to see what she was going to do next, who she was going to manipulate next to get where she wanted to go. So for me, AJ Lee's on my Mount Rushmore. Don't at me. She's fantastic. Check the network out. Look up some AJ Lee matches if you don't believe me. Number four, I talked about her earlier. I'm putting her on my Mount Rushmore. Charlotte Flair. Again, I know that's going to draw some ire of some of you guys because you don't like Charlotte because you think she gets pushed simply because she's a Flair. Do I agree to an extent that some of her success might be because of who her father is? Sure. Why not? But I will tell you this. The name only gets you so far because there was other Flair kids that didn't make it and they had the same name. But she steps in the ring and puts in the work and is the most consistent performer in the women's division, maybe across the whole roster that the WWE has. That's why she's always in the title picture. That's why you can put the belt on her and have a prominent, relevant believable storyline because she's so damn good and you either you love her or you love to hate her and she plays the heel 
so perfect. She knows how to milk it when there's crowds. She knows how to get you going. She's fantastic. When when we all look back 30 years from now, all the ones that hated on Flair are going to have that, like, John Cena, like, ah, man, I hated him, but damn, do I respect him type thing. You're going to respect the hell out of Flair because she showed up, showed out, won titles, got heat, and did it. Even though her name is Charlotte Flair, she still had to put in that work to back it up. And if anything, that puts even more pressure on somebody to have that kind of, you know, that father figure who's the all, like an all-time great top one, top three of all time possible wrestler, like, in any combination or any list you put them on, flares on it, and she's got to back that up night in and night out, and she does it. So quit hating. Just appreciate what you're watching with Charlotte Flair. And number four for me, Becky Lynch. So I've got two of the horsewomen on my Mount Rushmore right now, and i got to say she single-handedly came along at a time where – the man character changed my viewing habits for professional wrestling. When Becky Lynch was announced or something, you had to see what was going to happen. I remember when she cut the promo the night after she SummerSlam, after she turned on Flair, and nobody bought it because that's not what they wanted. We loved that she turned on Charlotte Flair because at that time, everybody was hating on Flair. And they were trying to make her a heel. And she kind of had that Stone Cold vibe where it's like, she's tweening. She's a tweener. She's cool as hell. <laughs> Becky Lynch is cool as hell. She's talking trash. She's walking around saying she's the man. And I know at the beginning, I, I remember wrestling, internet, Twitter, community, didn't get it. Why is she calling herself a man? That's... No, it's a mindset. It's not she's saying, I am a man. She's saying, I am the man. I run this place. And I think she's had some incredible matches. She's believable with what she does. Her rivalry with Flair is probably going to go down in history as one of the top women's rivalries of all time up there with Trish and Lita. Which leaving Trish and Lita off of this, off of my Mount Rushmore, is is hard for me to do as well. Because they were fantastic in their own rights. I was more of a Lita person than a Trish person. Because again, I'm drawn to the different. I'm drawn to the like unique side of things. And I thought Lita could hold her own. I don't know. I'm, I don't know where I'm going with that. But I just know I was more. I was Team Lita back in the day. You know, 20, 20 some odd years ago, John was like, Woo, Lita, Team Extreme, let's go. That was me. Don't judge. So that's my four. I got AJ Lee. I got Becky Lynch. I got Charlotte Flair. Who else did I say? Man, I'm losing my mind. A China, China doll. Fantastic. The ninth wonder of the world. Badass. I mean, can we just. Again, can I circle back to China real quick before I end this thing? She was Triple H's security guard. They don't do that anymore. 
They've never. I don't think they've ever done that. They had her be his security, like his heater, his buffer, his. You had to go through China to get to Hunter Hearst Helmsley. They don't do shit like that anymore. Who would you believe to do that today? If you did that today, maybe Charlotte Flair, but even then, Charlotte's not as opposing as as China was. China deserves a solo Hall of Fame induction. Rest in peace to China. Congratulations to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady, a.k.a. the GOAT, winning his seventh championship and pretty much sparking my inspiration for the Mount Rushmore talk. And until next time, you all, well, before we leave, please make sure you follow us on Wrestling Plugging on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I always forget that. My bad. So hit us up. Tell me what you think. You can find this on all your favorite podcast applications as well. And until next time, I'm out.